Buenos dias from Edinburgh. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 6th of July, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Kicking off this week's update, Charles Pigmont, former Catalan president, member of the European Parliament, spearhead of the 2017 independence referendum and movement, was stripped of his parliamentary immunity this week. On Wednesday the 5th, the European Union Court of Justice voted to remove all legal protections for Pigdemont and two other members of the European Parliament, Tony Comin and Carla Ponsati. They fled Spain in 2017 because of criminal prosecution over their involvement in the allegedly illegal independence vote and have been avoiding arrest ever since. However, since the ruling removed their protections, Spain could request to extradite and charge them. So what's next? Well, as the ruling only just passed, there's time for appeal. And because the politicians aren't in Spain, Spanish judges will have to contact Belgian authorities to hand them over. Also, the crimes they're being charged with, embezzlement and disobedience, aren't equally recognized throughout the European member states. Which brings up the question, which EU country is most tolerant of criminal disobedience? Moving on to national politics, the hashtag and campaign Stop Censorship or Stop Censura is trending throughout the country. The world of culture is denouncing right-leaning political parties Vox and the People's Popular Party on social media after cultural events and theater shows have been canceled or changed over the last week with stunt-based policies. In Bethana, in the Cantabria region, a summer cinema screening Lightyear from Buzz Lightyear has supposedly been canceled because the movie shows two women kissing. Other canceled events include a rendition of Virginia Woolf's Orlando, a biography in Valdemorillo because it talks about homosexuality. Organizers of the Stop Censura campaign and supporters, some of whom include famous Spanish directors, actors, and singers, are outraged and demand a reversal of censorship that threatens freedom of expression. Continuing public opinion, according to the latest 40 dB barometer, which we mentioned last week, around 74% of people surveyed consider it necessary to hold election debates, and around 70% believe they should be obligatory. In Spain, the law outlines how much time public television should dedicate to each political party to come in and discuss their policies. However, National law doesn't state whether a debate to discuss policies between different parties is obligatory. Some autonomous communities have included a clause in their respective elections where one debate must be held, like in Murcia. In Castilla y León, they have expressed that at least two public debates must be held pre-election. Speaking of elections, on the 2023 general elections, the Central the Centero de Investigaciones Sociológicas, or CIS, conducted a survey. According to the poll, Feijo would win, but the left still might have some options since it's the second force. But what about Sanchez? Rumors had it that he might run for the NATO Secretary General job. However, Jens Stolenberg agreed to prolong his stint for a year. Sanchez dismissed those rumors and said that in times of war, it's best not to change NATO's leadership. In other news, on Tuesday, the 27th of June, the Council of Ministers approved a new measure to combat economic instability, including a last-minute addition up to five days a year of paid time off for family matters like emergencies, unscheduled hospital appointments, and another eight weeks for child care. In all cases, this time off can be justified by a letter with a prior warning for longer periods. Iona Belarra joined news outlet Viente Minutos to answer questions about these measures on Tuesday the 4th and reminded citizens that these measures aren't for taking a vacation. 
Moving on to the environment, climate change activists from Extinction Rebellion, or XR, are protesting against water consumption in Spain amid severe droughts and water shortages across Europe. Members of the activist group revealed this campaign on Twitter on Sunday the 2nd. They flocked to golf courses in Barcelona, Madrid, Valencia, País Vasco, Navarra, and Ibiza to fill the golf holes with cement and seedlings. They also left banners saying, quote, alert drought, golf course closed for climate justice, end quote. According to the group, golf has no place in a world without water, citing alarming figures from the Spanish NGO Ecologists in Action. According to the NGO, the surrounding grain of just one golf course hold consumes more than 100,000 liters of water daily, so over 437 golf courses being irrigated daily. Activists argue that the quality of water needed is excessive, especially considering only 1% of the population plays the sport. Activists are against golf as it is irresponsible and an elitist pastime that's drying up rural areas as many lose millions of euros a year due to lack of water for crops. While water is scarce, tourists are all over the place, despite high hotel and food prices. The recovery of tourism from COVID is accelerating at high volumes. In April, tourism and spending were already above pre-2019 levels, which is consolidated in May of this year. According to the National Statistics Institute, around 8 million international tourists arrived in May at the main tourist hotspots, Ibiza, Barcelona, Madrid, Canary Islands, Costa Brava, and Sevilla. This represents an annual increase in May 2023 of around 18%, or 4% more than May 2019. Money also talks as visitor spending in 2023 was around 20% higher than in May 2022. After leaving on hold last week, the end is near for obligatory face mask use in pharmacies, residencies, hospitals, and health centers. As of Tuesday the 4th, ironically, American Independence Day, the day Americans like me celebrate freedom, Spain scrapped the mandatory use of face masks in pharmacies, hospitals, and health centers. People can still wear masks if they want to, but they will have to in hospitals and intensive care units. Continuing with Health, according to figures from the Ministry of Health released this week, in 2022, more Spaniards took their own lives than in any other year since records began in 2018. According to the release data, just one month after Spain set up its first suicide prevention hotline, line 024, more information in the show notes, in May 2022, it had handled over 15,000 calls. Since then, there have been more and more calls while suicide rates continue to rise, which is why the prevention line was set up in the first place. But is it enough? Health professionals say they are concerned that Spain is way behind other European countries regarding mental health support, especially in the three months after a suicide attempt, saying more mental health professionals need to be hired to carry out appropriate follow-ups. It's worth pointing out, though, that while rates are worrying because they aren't being curbed yet concerning Europe, Spain doesn't have the highest levels of suicide mortality. Statistics from the National Platform for the Study and Prevention of Suicide show that it stands at around eight people per 100,000 inhabitants in 2021, while in Scandinavian countries, it's reportedly 10 people. Moving on to unemployment, the Spanish labor market continues to improve in June, according to the Unemployment and Social Security Statistics 
by the Social Security released on Tuesday the 4th. Unemployment fell by about 50,000 people last month, the lowest figure since September 2008. been reduced in all sectors except agriculture, where seasonal work is rife. Adding to unemployment figures, however, will be Get Here's Home Gross Delivery Service as they announced to let go of their entire workforce in Spain. Around two years ago, in September 2021, Turkish operator Getir arrived in Spain as part of the home delivery boom during COVID, promising quick deliveries of groceries and products. In fact, in February 2022, Getir announced a deal with Just Eat to gain access to Just Eat's large consumer base. However, a year on, Getir isn't making as much money as they'd hoped, considering home grocery delivery is less popular as people can now go out and about. The company has also announced plans to hold operations in France and close warehouses, laying off more than 500 staff. Next, attitudes change as time passes and activists celebrate equality laws in Catalonia. Leading up to the summer season, the regional government has reminded town and city halls that they can't discriminate or prevent women from going topless, breastfeeding in public, or from wearing full-body swimsuits at public swimming pools as set out under the 2020 Catalan Equality Law. Since 2020, local activist group Free Nipples say they have received dozens of complaints over discrimination every summer from municipal swimming pools refusing customers. Toplessness in particular is a hot topic of debate at a Pride event in Murcia on Saturday. 1st of July, singer Rocio Saiz was covered with an LGBTQIA plus flag by organizers after she took to the stage topless. Local police also questioned her after the performance. We would like to discuss this matter further. For example, what are the laws in your country? Let us know. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. The Spain Rorschach update is one of the several country-specific podcasts we do. We've always wanted to try something on topics less tangible than countries, and we finally have. Last week, we launched the Rorschach Ocean Update, about the 70% of the Earth's surface covered in salt water, as well as the Rorschach Multilateral Update, covering the world's major multilateral institutions. And, coming soon, the Rorschach Arctic Update. You can look for them in your podcast listening app of choice, or follow the link in the show notes, Tell your friends. Hasta la próxima.